All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest in the United States, Canada, anywhere you might be listening to us at ITHSW Podcasts as uh, we prepare you for another half-hour show to kind of recap the NHL playoffs. Uh, we're calling it Welcome Back to Hockey uh, 2020. And Scott Scranty here in uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host tonight, Stephen Marsh, joining me from uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And Seth Askelson, our beat reporter, will be joining us from uh, North Phoenix, I believe, tonight. So uh, we're going to have a little roundtable, talk about what's going on, some exciting stuff going on in hockey. So welcome in, Stephen Marsh. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Another great uh, day of hockey. Another, uh, what, six or five games today? Yeah, no, six games today. And uh, a, lot of, another, a lot of good action, uh, but doing, doing well. Well, that's good to hear. We're, we wait for Seth to come on. We'll uh, we'll kind of chit chat about what's been happening. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, and, and last night when I had uh, uh, um, Seth and uh, Paul on, I uh, I was asking them a little bit about what they thought about how the NHL has handled the uh, the tournament. Basically, it's uh, it's been really good from the fact that. Uh, that the COVID numbers, uh, <laughs> like over 7,000 tests or whatever it is, all negative. And uh, they, they've done just a fantastic job with everything. So just give us your thoughts, if you can, uh, kind of recap what you've seen so far in the first five days of uh, qualifier games and round-robin games. Yeah, it's it, the NHL has really done a, done a good job. Um, one of the things I was interested in and – was going to mention at the end of the show, but I should bring it up now. Was you know we saw our first end of the series, which we saw yesterday with with Carolina with the Carolina series, and of course the the question I had, probably a lot of people had, what's going to happen at the end of the series? You know, every, the hockey tradition, of course, you have the hand you have the handshake line. So we were wondering, well, in COVID at times, are they going to do handshakes? Well, we found out they were not did not do the handshakes. They did fist pumps. So that's going to be the thing this year. Is they're going to do the fist pumps with their gloves on? And we saw that. Uh, last night between the, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, New York Rangers. And the court, the coaches afterwards, they did the elbow thing. You know, they elbowed each other. Uh, congratulations. So uh, so that's what the times were in. So they obviously figured out how they're going to do that. And uh, the NHL has done a really good job of putting putting things together. I like that it's you really feel a home a home feel to things. And the only, the only thing, too, and I was going to mention this at the end, but I'll mention this now, I guess, is, you know, it's home ice advantage. The one the one gripe I would have and uh, is that, you know, when the road team scores, so to speak, the road team scores, they still play their goal music and goal horn. They should only play the home team, the home team, in quotes, goal song and, and make it a true home ice advantage. If you're playing the goal song of both teams, it really, truly doesn't feel like a home, a home ice, you know, advantage that you would have. I mean, if you're That's trying to really replicate – if you try to replicate home ice advantage as much as you possibly can in this situation, you shouldn't play the goal song of the visiting team of that particular game, only the home team. Uh, that's the only gripe I have, but but otherwise it's well, uh, that, it's, If that's it's the only setup. gripe you have, that's not bad. We're in for a good night then, folks. If that's the only gripe. <laughs> I'm well, giving I mean, you a bad time, yeah. Stephen. But, no, uh, yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good point. Um, it, yeah. uh, you know. They've done what they could. Uh, we saw the first hat trick scored uh, by Connor McDavid the other night. They had they had hat throwers. <laughs> throwing, well, you had the, the advantage there. Heads. You had the advantage there with that being Edmonton, that being the 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 host team there. They probably have more of their staff there, and and they obviously <laughs> right. saw the Edmonton 
people were able to throw some hats on. I was kind of wondering about that too. If what happens when a team somebody scores a hat trick, is is there going to be some well, people assigned we to throw it. hats? <laughs> and we saw it, yeah. So I'm starting to figure that out. You know, these little things that you think in your mind, you don't really bring it up because you're like, you know, you can't think of every scenario you might see. But that was one thing I was thinking of. Well, when when are we going to see a hat trick? And and we saw that. Um, with with the with and then we saw a Carolina thing. I don't know if they threw any hats in the with the Carolina hat trick or not, but but we certainly saw it in the Edmonton game the other uh, last night or the other night. So well, you know, everybody's watching remotely uh, except for the uh, the handful of people that are actually at the games. But from from what I can see on TV, the NHL's done a fantastic job from the ice surface to the environment to keeping the players safe. Um, everything seems to be going really well. Um, it, and I look at it, and I'm going like, man, oh, man, that's six games a day. It's it's a hockey lover's uh, paradise right now, right? Uh, it's going to start winding down, though, because uh, once we hit Sunday, we will have uh, eliminated eight teams, and we'll be down to 16, uh, and then things will get going for real. But um, let's recap well, what about, quickly. Well, what, about the ice, what about the ice surfaces, too? I mean, these arenas are playing three games a day, and we've, I think we've, this has been brought up before on, the, on these shows that we've done, about the ice surface and, and – you know, the advantage that these teams have that are playing, you know, normally when you play early in the day, it might be a disadvantage because you, you, you're you the first team up. It's You know, it's, you play it early in the day. But in this situation, you might be fortunate. I mean, you look at the Arizona game this morning. They, they were the first game of the day in the Edmonton bubble, and they're going to be the first game the, the next, you know, the other the, Two days from now, when and they were and the they day before, have... and the day before, <laughs> right? That's all you think. Well, that's an early start for them, but you know, you're all in the same environment. You're all in the, the, the secure zone anyway, and the ice is probably in the best shape at the first at the start of the day. You know, you get to these oh, later games, so it's probably you probably want the early start. Then you have the rest of the day to kind of unwind and stuff. And so I, don't, I mean, it, and yeah. it's good that they're playing the same the same start time each game too i think helps too you know you're not playing an 11:30 game and then you're playing a five o'clock game or you're playing a, a 7:30 game and then you're playing uh, if you're playing back-to-back days you're not playing 12 o'clock game of course a lot of these series is get days in between but but we've seen some back-to-back days and at least they're keeping the times sort of the same so that's good there too yeah and you know i think they gave a heads up to to the coaches because uh, arizona i know tried to practice about that same time here in arizona during their uh quote-unquote training camp um before we go any farther i want to just quickly recap after last night's show uh vancouver went on to beat minnesota four to one to even that series at one apiece uh carolina as you mentioned already defeated the rangers and eliminated them they're the first team to go uh three and oh in this series or in this format i should say and eliminated the rangers so carolina will sit around and wait now for a little while um, and then earlier today, Florida uh, stayed alive with a 3-2 victory over the Islanders, making that series 2-1 in favor of the Islanders. And Arizona, after a very sluggish start, um, and, and it's too bad we don't have Seth. I don't know where we lost him or where he is, but I, yeah. he texted me today right after the first five minutes of the game, and he said um, that the Coyotes didn't come to play. And I said, you know, uh, this feels like one of those games where their goaltender is going to steal a game they shouldn't win. Well, and, that happened, didn't it, Scott? Behold, that happened. <laughs> yeah, and, that and was I one of my notes. Yeah. I texted him afterwards and I said, uh, Seth, it looked like um, that exactly what I told you. That was, uh, you know, you look at Darcy Kemper, what he did uh, 40 saves in the first game for a win, 39 today in a win. Uh, he's first star of the game too. First star of the game. Yeah, today's game too. Yeah, he's got 103 or 109 um, 
saves to lead all goaltenders in the playoffs this season. So um, congratulations to the Coyotes for uh, for getting a series lead now, 2-1 and very commanding. Uh, they will play again on Friday, as we mentioned, at 1130. Um Tampa Bay came back and beat Boston. So Boston is still winless in my book in the round robin portion. That's a surprise, uh, yeah. That's a surprise. And and Colorado is doing the same thing to Dallas. It was Mm 4-0 last I checked. So uh, good chance that Mm -hmm. Dallas will be uh, in the Ofer column in the round robin part of it because we saw the Vegas Gold Knights take care of them the other day. Um, And that's the final now, Scott. 4-0 to Colorado. That's that's the final final? now. Okay, fantastic. And Pittsburgh and Montreal, I believe, were in the first intermission, 2-1 Pittsburgh. Um, and then later tonight, probably the most uh, defenseless, if I can say that, in the uh, quote-unquote <laughs> series. If you, like, if, if you like goals, that's the game to watch. <laughs> yeah. And nobody plays defense in Edmonton or Chicago. Uh, that one will be uh, the late-night game tonight, so the one that everybody will be watching. So, Okay, so we wrapped up everything on that. I want to go specifically, Stephen, uh, back to you for a little bit of Vegas talk because uh, I don't think I've given enough talk to Vegas. But um, <laughs> the Golden Knights, they just seem like a poised team. I, I told you and I told everybody that would listen to me, I believe the, uh, the Golden Knights and Colorado are the two most polished teams in the West. Uh, I think that's where it'll come down to more than likely as to uh, who goes to the Stanley Cup final. And I really like what Pete DeBoer has done. And I, th- I mentioned this to our guest Monday night um, on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We had uh, Steve Potvin on, who's an assistant coach with the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. And I said, do you think that uh, for a new coach like Pete DeBoer that didn't get any quality practice time in the middle of the season when he was hired – uh, really took advantage of that at the training camp. And he said he thought they did. And I think you and I have said the same thing. So your yep. thoughts on just how important that was, the uh, opportunity to have 11 practices where they could uh, basically just focus on what they were doing for the playoff board of the season. Yeah, it was very, very important. You know, that you know the Golden Knights were playing some of their, their, their best hockey when the pause happened. So you kind of look at, well, oh, man, this this is a, a you know why stop you know do we have to stop this role we're on? And we've talked about you know they had some key players that were injured and they were probably weren't going to have and they were able to. The one thing that came from that as well as a lot of other teams is injuries are you know they were able to kind of heal from those and uh, but yeah you, but you know you had training camp Pete DeBoer is able to get some time to kind of evaluate and, and and think about what he wants to do with this team and 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 you get a training camp in and but you're getting a training camp in with with the post, with still finishing in the current season, going right in the postseason play instead of instead of going into a start of another season, um, so that was that's been kind of an, kind of interesting. You know, you mentioned about the, the round robin. You know, now the Golden Knights are really in a good position. They they can get the the number one seed. Uh, they still got a couple more games left, but you got Dallas now, who's zero and two. So you know that they 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 they're out of it for the you know obviously they they're really out of it. Um, I think it's a Saturday game against Colorado and Vegas might determine who gets the number one spot, who gets the number two spot. Of course, we can't overlook St. Louis game tomorrow for Vegas. Um, so I guess a lot can still happen. But, you know, the Golden Knights can't finish in fourth because if they tie with Dallas, one and two, if they would lose two, then they have to obviously beat Dallas. So that was tiebreaker there. They can finish in third. So there's still a lot can be determined. But, but uh, you know, you want the number one seed. I mean, I mean, again, how much does it really matter? Because you're, you're playing on a neutral site. Uh, but 
at the same time, you get the last change in a game seven. You might, you know, that could be an advantage. Uh, you'll be the home team in a game seven, which could be important, I guess. I don't know how, other than the last change, it, it could be. Although if they maybe implement, you know, trying to do a home environment for for the team. So, um, so yeah, I think you know that's that's important. But yeah, it's been really really good for DeBoer to have this time with this team and and have all that time to to really uh, work on systems. I think the same thing for the Arizona Coyotes because uh, uh, Rick Tockett's been saying all season long that the most frustrating thing for for him is that he's got a lot of young players and a lot of guys that haven't played in the playoffs, but all season long he couldn't get any quality practice time because there were so many games during the regular season that you're you're either traveling or you're actually at games or you're doing whatever. So he really appreciates that he could have quality practice time to uh, to build and I think you're seeing that with the Arizona Coyotes right now they're still making what I call some rookie mistakes mostly in the defensive end um, they fall asleep at times and and luckily the, it hasn't hurt them so they've been able to get two wins out of the deal but they, they do have offensive firepower and you know, one of the things that I commented on and, and I don't know how closely you've seen it but Taylor Hall to me definitely looks like he's doing one of three things he's either playing uh, his hardest because that's just the way he plays or he's playing because he likes it in Arizona and he wants to stay here, or he's playing because he's trying to impress his game on uh, potential suitors in the free agent market. So it, it's interesting. I don't know which one it is. If he doesn't like it in Arizona, he's put on a heck of a poker face because <laughs> because every time he's asked, he says nothing but good things and loves being here, and he's already met with the owner and the owner's son and the uh, the president and the CEO, I guess. So um, that's all good things for Arizona fans. But what, what really what people here in the desert Southwest want to do is they want to see Vegas and Arizona continue to play because excitement for hockey right now has never been higher. So well, you're right about that, Scott. And and, and we should mention Taylor Hall had a goal for the Coyotes in today's game, um, which is a pretty pretty nice goal too. Um, you know, we're seeing some kind of interesting goals, too. And, and we do have to mention, too, that, you know, there is still some ru- rust. And you can see it with some of these teams. I mean, in some at least in the first games that we saw. Now maybe teams are starting to settle in. But, but you know, some of these, these goals have been kind of, kind of weird. It's like, you know. Yeah. And, 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 to say the but, least. But, but there's been some really good goals, too. And, and, uh, and, some, and there was some in the, in the Arizona game. You know, there was a key moment in that game today that when Nashville took the lead – because I, I was just watching the highlights, Nashville took the lead, but they overturned it, you know, the, the call, um, because it was offsides. And, and that's really seemed to kind of shift things, because here you go from being 2-1 Nashville, and, and probably Arizona thinking, oh, no. And now they're, they get that overturn, it's still tied 1-1, and then the Coyotes end up scoring three goals in the third period to win it 4-1. So, Well, uh, let, let me give you a little insight to that. Uh, okay. The video coach for the Coyotes is a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Peters. He grew up about 45 minutes from where I grew up in northern Minnesota. I knew the family very well. His dad used to be. There's always the Minnesota connection, isn't there? <laughs> always. Uh, always. His, dad, his, his dad was the uh, Bemidji State University head hockey coach for years. Um, I believe the rink up there might even be named after him. And uh, Steve went on and played goaltender uh, at the University of North Dakota. And he's been with the Coyotes for a long time. Uh, I've had a chance to visit with him a couple different times uh, about four years ago, five years ago. And we just started up the company. I sat down with him and talked to him about his role. And that's when video wasn't huge. But he has got 
this happens. And that was a pretty obvious offside, but able to yeah. see that, pick it up, and relay the information to John McClain on the bench and get it all to happen before there was a face-off. Uh, it's just incredible to me how, how that happens because he's watching like six or seven TV screens at the same time to see what's going on and be able to spot that and uh, and relay it with confidence so that his team doesn't lose their uh, their timeout because of it is is pretty impressive. So kudos to Steve Peters for uh, for that. The other thing that I thought was interesting, uh, Stephen, is that you were talking about the momentum switch and that a lot of the players were asked about that in today's media session afterwards, and and they all said they had no idea that it was an offside or that it might be overturned. So they were already preparing to uh, to come back out and figure out what they had to do to tie the game back up. So it, when they got back out there and found out it was overturned, it was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. The players knew nothing. Steve Peters, John McClain, and Rick Tockett basically knew everything. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from a couple of our sponsors, and then you and I will come back and, and talk about what's going on the rest of the day and, and the future. And, of course, you and I will be back at 7.30 Pacific tonight for uh, a uh, club hockey Southwest Weekly show where we have the head coach of the uh, University of Arizona, Chad Berman, joining us. So we'll be back in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your Summer Skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Teamization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, 
then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. All right, we're back. Another uh, episode of Welcome Back to Hockey 2020. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. Uh, I don't know what happened to Seth. We lost Seth along the line somewhere, but glad to have uh, glad to have me, Stephen uh, on board with me made to me help have me to talk about. Made me have to talk about the Coyotes, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought for sure he'd be lined up on this one, but... <laughs> uh okay so in in the few minutes that we have left Stephen, let's uh let's talk a little bit about we we talked about the score colorado beat dallas and we talked about the quality of play from colorado your thoughts on them uh quickly and then uh, we'll move on to pittsburgh and, uh, and the edmonton one as well well yeah as you mentioned earlier you know colorado looks looks really good i i guess i just i guess i'm more surprised at, at, at dallas you know i thought dallas would would be would be better but you know they were they weren't bad the other night against Vegas. Obviously Vegas didn't play their best, but then they they spurred out in the third period. But uh, tonight obviously Dallas got got blanked. But um, but you know Colorado. You know a lot of people are are high on Colorado to to really go to go far and, and even maybe make the uh, the Stanley Cup uh, final. You know last year they had a really good season too, and and uh, you know and they have good good goaltending and they have you know good good players. So I. I can't wait for that Saturday game when Vegas takes on Colorado because you know it could be a preview of of maybe a Western Conference final. I guess it would be because Vegas would be one and two. It would be, it would be Stanley Cup or Western Conference final. So if, if both teams were to get that far, so um, I, so I think it's yeah. Let Let me ask you this, Stephen. Um, you know. This environment, and I asked, uh, as I mentioned again, uh, Steve Potvin was just a great guest on Monday night, and I asked him about that. I said, you know, at, growing up as a hockey player, uh, and in your youth days and junior days and high school days and stuff, you traveled, you stayed in hotels. Um, that was just a part of life as you played hockey. But 
NHLers, especially the older NHLers, have uh, have gotten a little spoiled, if you will. I mean, they all have um, their own you know private planes to travel in now or chartered jets. Um, they get suite hotels and all of this different types of things. And and now they're all put into a, a quarantine situation. We're in a hotel, and it's more of a world tournament, uh, Olympics, know. or stuff like that. Do you think that there's an advantage to the younger players that are not that far removed from that scenario as opposed to the older players? And could that be having some effect on teams like uh, maybe the Boston Bruins or Dallas or you know, I guess that doesn't explain Vegas, but uh, you look at the teams that, that have a lot of younger players and they're enthusiastic and they're showing up to play. And, um, you know, do you think I, that has anything to do with it or not really? Or no, I, it could very well be. Uh, you know, I, sign me up. I wish I was there, man. That sounds fun. You know, they talk about these people you know, we were talking about when we did our preview <laughs> that, you know, they would complain that they're going to be away from their families and stuff for this period of time and thinking, you know, thinking you're all, it's not like you're a, Bad hotel. I mean, you're you're staying at the JW Marriott attached to the arena if you're in Edmonton, and, and that's a, you know that's a nice hotel, I guess, and and it's, it's a nice they're nice rooms. I mean, you know, you get everything provided for you. You get to you get to hang out with your teammates, and you get to watch other games if you want. You know, you get to see some of these other these other teams play, which you normally wouldn't because you're so focused on your game. And then you know, and then you're you have time now. You can go to the arena and watch other these other games in your conference uh, play and, and, and you can study. Well, and- I, I guess, you know, I, I agree with all that. I guess what my point is, is right. the older guys that have families, have kids, yeah, uh, aren't used to being away for that long. Um, yeah. My my thought is the first couple of weeks are going to be difficult on them the most. Yeah. But I think as things continue, I think they'll settle in on it. And, and you know, they're hockey players, right? They're playing a yeah. game that they love for money. Uh, it's not like being in the military where you uh, go off to boot camp well, and make it sent to Iraq or Iran for, for and, six months. So, and, there I mean, was a, and there was a lot of uncertainty, Scott, that we would even get to this point. I mean, you right. know, I mean, we, I mean, the player, I mean, we, the players wanted to, to get, compete for the cup and, and this is the, this is the opportunity you have to do it in, in this condition. It's the best, safest, obviously. It's the the way we're doing it. I mean, we're seeing other leagues where they're not doing a bubble environment where it, you know, spread can still happen. So, you know, the advantage is that you could go right into the playoffs with the NHL, which is what they did, and and it's uh it's been good so far. No positive tests. You mentioned at the top of the show, no positive tests within the NHL bubble so far. We'll mention the NBA as well. They're doing their playoffs, or they'll soon they'll be doing their playoffs, finishing the regular season, I guess. And uh, no no but no tests there. So it it seems to work. And and yeah, and I agree. Good. And it's good. And the, yeah, the young players, I think they're I think they really are enjoying this. You're right. I think I think this is great for them. I mean, again, and and they get to go too with the team. They can go watch these other teams play. I mean, and see some of these other great. Great teams and players. You, you you know when you're during a season, obviously you're you're on your team. You you don't get to go really watch other teams play in person. You know you're you're in your city or you're traveling or you're you know, you know I thought, home or whatever. That's a great point. And let yeah. me tell you, I hate to cut you off, but that's a great oh, point right because um, Jonathan Taves was shown a couple of days ago sitting up in the seats by himself. We had he had a couple of phones with him. And so it's not just me, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> he had one on each year, but he was uh, watching the game. And one of the commentators said, I wonder when the last time was that Jonathan Taves sat in the seats and watched an NHL yeah. game as a fan. Uh, it just doesn't happen. So I think that part of it's pretty cool. Uh, just got a couple minutes left. So uh, okay. when I wanted to talk about Edmonton, Chicago, we've all seen it, right? It's offensive, offensive, offensive. Um, but the key to winning in the, 
the long run in, in the Stanley Cup playoff is goaltending. And, you know, we're blessed here in the desert southwest with the Vegas goaltenders and uh, Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, of course. And, and here in Arizona, we've got uh, Darcy Kemper and Auntie Ranta, who uh, unfortunately took a puck off the head <laughs> yeah, in so warm-ups, of all things. So he's, at, so he's out, and, right? <laughs> well, for the moment, he is. Uh, he didn't yeah. dress today. They had Aiden Hill as a backup. So, um just uh, quickly, in about a minute or so, if you can, summarize what you thought of the goaltending. Is this playoff goaltending? Are they playing what you expected? Are they below expectations? What would you say overall on the goaltending? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of expected it from, from Chicago. I was really kind of uncertain where – I mean, we, we know how good Corey Crawford has been in the past, but it seemed kind of kind of shaky, you know, and then – you know they had Leonard, and then they, you know, he traded away. You know because they bring in Subban, and and I would, I would, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would think you'd throw Subban in there. I mean, it's a one-one series. I guess you know it's one-one, so they'll probably go Crawford again. But, um, I, I, you know, Chicago really isn't really doing as well as they could in front of them either. And then, it, yeah, Edmonton is is another thing. You know, you know, Koskinen it looks like is going to start again and in, in goal and. Um, It'll be real interesting to to see. Obviously, I think Craw- uh, Crawford is going to start for the uh, uh, Chicago tonight. So, um, but you know, it's it's real interesting. I, I don't know really. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's. I, I guess I'm not as I guess I'm not surprised. I guess I am. So I mean, I picked the Oilers to win the series, and I still do. I think it'll probably go five games. But um, you know, Chicago can do it. I mean, they they do have some players on there still that. Do have the experience, you know, three times yeah. in five years or something. So, you know, you have that. Absolutely. But you mentioned you talked about the youth too, and you know, Oilers still have, they still have Connor McDavid. We talked about the hat trick last time, and they have <laughs> right. you know they have uh, the other youngsters. I can't even think of their names off the top of my head. Drysaddle, I guess, and others. But uh, so yeah, I, I give the advantage to Edmonton, but but uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, I, I, it makes for a fun game though, a high scoring game. If you like a lot of offense and you like stuff like that, it makes for a fun game. But going forward after this series. Be tough. Uh, be tough. It just. Uh, it'll be yeah, tough you're to gonna have to tighten time. it up. You're gonna have to tighten it yeah. up, or you're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be done quickly. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that wraps up another one. Um, you've got the read tonight, I think. So do you want to fire away with our uh, our closing read, and then Roger Klein, the peacemakers, will take us away with uh, De Niro. Sure. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. It is brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday special. It's summertime and hockey's back. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to check out our summer truck and SUV sale. Get to the bar stocked for your playoff run with Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle. My summer skates, show your playoff passion in style, koozie, shower shoes, personalized, or with your favorite player's name and number at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, call us at 702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run, jessieraysbarbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games? M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all the of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network.
Okay, very well. We'll wrap it up tonight with our uh, M Drive giveaway. We've got a prize pack to give away from M Drive, and here's how we're going to do it. I want to uh, have everybody that that's listening to the podcast submit their MVP through the uh, first five games so far. Doesn't matter what team. Uh, just in in a word or two, just tell us why. Uh, you think that person is the MVP, and we'll pick one out and send you out a nice M-Drive pack as we welcome back Hockey 2020. So that's our uh, Ice Time SW Twitter account. And one last thing. No, oh, yeah, this is one last update on the uh, the game that's going on right now. Pittsburgh and uh, Montreal, we can probably talk more about it tomorrow. But 3-2 Pittsburgh right now. And I do want to mention Jason Zucker getting a goal in that game. He made it 2-1 to one at the time. And, of course, Jason Zucker uh, – uh, person right here from Las Vegas, um, and he's had two goals so far in the three games for, for Pittsburgh. So I just wanted to get that quick in there, but we maybe can talk more about that right. on tomorrow's show because I think I'm on tomorrow's show as well. So we'll, uh, Yes, you are. Very, very well done, and uh, thanks for joining me. You and I will be back in about an hour for uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, so tune in again there live on Podbean. If you're listening now, just uh, take a little break and come on back and, uh, and listen to the Club Hockey Show as well. And uh, we'll say goodnight for now. For uh, Stephen Marsh in Las Vegas, Nevada, Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we'll see you uh, again tomorrow night and on the, the Club Hockey Podcast in an hour. Mm-hmm.